Spread your jams and drizzle your syrups. Why is it so sticky? It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Oh, how you feeling, Matt? About what? I got a little rumor that uh, you got tricky nicky <laughs> oh, I got got straight up a day after. A day after we announced the new Rickroll is uh, the tricky Nikki Webster. Um, hit him with that <laughs> strawberry kisses. And mate, you click the link, mate. Well, okay, so we're, we're going to be talking about a story a little bit later on, uh, which you'll hear about. All about uh, quite an interesting album that's being released, but... I, uh, I, Bron sent me the film clip of this song and I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll click it. And then as I went to click it, I thought, you know what? I bet I'm being tricky Nicky. So I just went in there going, let's just see if she's tricky Nickying me. I clicked it. Lo and behold, it was a film clip. I was like, ah. Oh, the one, great. the original one you wanted. Yeah. Then Bron sends up a follow up message, goes, oh, whoops, wrong link. Now, here's the thing I already knew that it was the right link, but. I was like, I, I jumped off the deep end already. I was in the air. I was like Wiley Coyote and my feet were running over. And I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. and I pressed the button and then I, and then I was like, no. You got done. Uh, the, uh, the trickster herself, Bron in the studio, how did it feel to get him? Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to get you as well, but it was just Matt that fell for it. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't look at the group chat. I just thought you so might I'm have fine. sent um, the now. wrong song. That's why. I was <laughs> I, like, oh. I do know <laughs> that on today's show, we have these incredible dudes. Take me over. Take me I'm gonna set this house on. Oh, yes, the boys from Peking Duck will be joining us and hanging out. Speaking of singing on a uh, on air, uh, the amount of times I went, oh, I want to go outside. Uh, it's <laughs> too many to count. So I uh, cannot <laughs> wait to be chatting to a couple of the best lads in the biz. Yeah, Peking Duck, such legends. But look, let's kick off right now. This is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Matt, Victorians are waiting with bated breath for a press conference today, as we've done for the last 12 months, really, um, to see what is going to happen with restrictions, um, whether people will be able to go out and do things, retail will be able to open, and whether they're going to get crowds back to the tennis. And I tell you what, it can't be a moment too soon because whoever's the the canned applause DJ is uh, really struggling the last little well, while. Well, Alex Dyson, there's no, there's no human crowds at the tennis no. and at the Australian Open. But the Phillip Island Trophy kicked off over the weekend and uh, there was an interesting situation with crowds at that particular match. Mm. Not humans, seagulls. <laughs> Birds absolutely taken over the court. Okay, there was a match between two players, Madison Bringle and Bianca Andreescu, right, that uh, they're out of the Australian Open, right, so they're playing in this tournament. The first, their match delayed because there was so much bird poop on the court. They had to clean it up before they could start, right? Now, when, when they start, there's birds flying everywhere. Yep. And then if the bird poop wasn't bad enough, right? But during the game, they had to sort of pause their shot if a bird swooped down in front of their eye line. That wasn't bad enough. Then the court starts getting invaded by beetles. <laughs> All right, so beetles start crawling all over the court, creating some very interesting bouncing situations for the for the ball potentially. Sounds like your house a few weeks ago. If you want unexpected visitors, the, the, but when when people are locked down, the animals turn up. Mm. All right, 
So uh, good on them for getting to see some live live sport while it still uh, is happening. But they have persisted. Ash Barty playing Carolina Muchova today at 11am. So we'll see if she can go all the way, the number one seed. Naomi Osaka doing very well into the semis herself. But as well as crowds missing, Matt O'Kine, we also saw that the Lions people are out and it uh, doesn't look like they'll be coming back. And there's been a bit of backlash for that because they're very, they're colourful characters of the game, aren't they? Well, that's it. I mean, when we, went, we mentioned a couple of, uh, you know, days ago that they're thinking about replacing the calls of out <laughs> with products. And it just makes you think, where, do, where does a line person go? What's mm. the next step for a line person? What happens when someone has spent their whole life dedicated to figuring out whether something is in or out? And, well, they, they get told they're out. That's it. Um, luckily we managed to track down a former lines person whose job's been lost to automation now. And, uh, this is what they had to say about their brand new life outside the court. Hi, my name's Fred Gibbons. I'm an Australian open lines person and, um, yeah, I'm unemployed. Yeah. So I got a call the other day from Tennis Australia telling me they were replacing me with Hawkeye. And I was furious because, look, Hawkeye is probably my favourite Avenger and he's meant to be a good guy, so I was pretty sad that he betrayed me like that. Um, but then they told me it was a little camera thing and that made more sense. But that was it. You know, I grabbed my neckerchief and I, and I left. And from now on, instead of watching lines, I've had to join the line at Centrelink. It's been really tough, you know. I miss going out with my friends. Um, my net income has really plummeted. <sighs> and you know, the worst part is, like, I feel like it's all my fault! There is one good thing. You know, being at home means I get to spend a lot more quality time with my daughter, although I think she's getting slightly annoyed for me pointing out whenever she's coloured outside the lines. And of course, you know, I get to hang out with my wife a little bit more as well. And um, we do do a little bit more in and a whole heap more out. I am trying to get a new job. Um, I did actually go down to the Regent Theatre and try and audition for The Lion King. Um, turns out it wasn't about lions people. No, it's, it was Lion King. Um, well, I guess that's just the rectangle of life, hey? Other than that, I just sit on the couch all day watching my favourite TV show, Faulty Towers, and um, drinking gin and juice. It's so annoying, though, because my neighbours are super loud. Could you keep down that racket in there? It's bringing back bad memories. Sorry, sorry, no, I, I meant... Quiet, please. You do have to try and get out of the house, and so I do go outside and do some inline skating occasionally. I did actually jump on the line, as I call it, the internet, um, and post on a forum and say, did anyone want to just go out on the weekend and do some cheeky lines with me? And I got a surprising amount of interest. So, yeah, things aren't all bad. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Well, Alex Dyson, they are the reason why I got tricky nickied uh, <laughs> late last night by our producer, Brian. It's because I was checking out their brand new video clip. Uh, they go by the name of Peking Duck and they make music that sounds like this. Take a little bit, just a little 
Yeah, that is their new song with Tommy Trash. The video clip is awesome, and the two gentlemen who are always down to clown are joining us right now. It's the boys from Peking <laughs> Duck today, boys. Hey. Hello. Oh, I said down to clown. That is <laughs> yes. Well, it's synonymous with you guys. You know what? I've been saying clown town a lot as well. Like, yeah. I'm like, look at this place, buddy. Clown town around here. All because of you guys. So it's stuck in my head. Oh, so clown town has so many meanings. It's like bad service. Oh, this is clown town. It's like really good, crazy times. Yep. Oh, we went to clown town. Or you walk into a place that has people with wigs and, you know, painted faces, and you're like, this, is, this must be clown town. <laughs> this is it. This is the yeah, This is the actual town. Um, well, look, we might actually be testing you on mm. your clown knowledge a little bit later on, all right? So. Uh, I hope you are. I hope you you are what you speak. Okay, <laughs> um, you practice what you preach. But let's talk about the song a little bit. Uh, it features um, an incredible DJ and producer, Tommy Trash, and um, yeah. the video clip is absolutely incredible. Where did this Where did this song start? Oh man, I'll tell you, the Trash Man uh, had been uh, MIA for quite some time in the jungles of like Costa Rica and Bolivia, and like buried. actually. Actually, this is not, this is not one word of a lie. He uh, went he on had like quite two a few... years in Thailand as well. It, it was Whoa. crazy. He went off the grid. <laughs> yeah, dude, the trash man gets around. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, and <laughs> then did he hit up hit you guys up or you hit him up? He hit me up and he was like, "Hey, dude, are you in LA?" And I was like, "Yeah, where are you? Are you in like Bolivia?" And he's like, "No, nah, <laughs> dude, I'm around, I'm around the corner. We should have a jam." <laughs> so we did, and um, it's funny because we were, we we were writing like a very different styled song mm. and then we were working on that for about five hours maybe more and then at the end of the session we were kind of like about to wrap up or whatever and then i heard that vocal sample we were just kind of going through all the sounds and stuff and heard that take a little bit just a little bit and i was like whoa we should have a play with this real quick and then 40 minutes later this little uh dance bop was made and it was like it was just a fun fun night in the studio which made a fun tune and it's good to get out there because we haven't dropped something like this. I think something that's as DJ friendly as this for probably 10 years now since we first yeah, started. Really. So it feels <laughs> good. It's our first single. <laughs> yeah. so we're, we're just trying to get buddy-buddy with all the DJs again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's sick. And the, the video clip is like awesome. It's got a, uh, a TikTok slash martial arts master. He's a huge, has a huge fan base, 60 years old. Uh, 1.3 million followers. His name is Changzing Liang, and uh, yeah. he's 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 kicking some ass. The guy can wield a mop. The guy foes. can wield a mop. <laughs> Were you guys yeah, on set? Dude. Did you get to watch it happen? No, uh, we <laughs> couldn't actually. Feather dusters. <laughs> <laughs> they are they are the nunchucks of the uh, domestic chores world, <laughs> exactly. aren't they? <laughs> so you didn't you didn't get to see him in action live because uh, was it was it filmed during COVID etc. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, didn't get to meet the great man. Yeah, ah, that's a shame. <laughs> Have either of you done martial arts before? I did karate when I was, uh, a, you know, primary school. I got up to a yellow belt. There's judo, um, uh, jujitsu. A few people in my school did. Um, can yeah. you capoeira in your past? <laughs> oh, I do ca- ca- capoeira <laughs> every Saturday night <laughs> <laughs> on the dance floor. Ruben, Ruben did. Adam's on the kombucha <laughs> and capoeira lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> and acai balls. And acai balls. And 
his chakras are in line. <laughs> They've never been more in line than right now. <laughs> I used to no, do karate when I was a kid, actually. Yeah, oh, you did you used to do karate? Oh, I used to love karate. It was so, so fun. And I remember going to the dojo and uh, Japanese bowing as well, to the which sensei. Yeah, yeah. I, I always used to think the coolest thing in the world would be to set up a fully... You know how people do um, dance mobs? Where like suddenly yeah. everyone in the room, like or you know, at Central Station, will start doing the same dance. I always thought it would be the best to do like a kung fu mob, where you're just in a food court and everyone's chill, and then suddenly like someone flips a table and some <laughs> huge martial arts scene is on, like kung fu battle, like a big kill bill. Sick. <laughs> I just thought that would be cool. Yes. But... So next film clip, boys, I want to see it. Okay. Uh, can you oh, uh, can dude. you be in it doing yeah, the martial yeah. arts? <laughs> yeah, Alex make Dyson sure you have the yellow I. belt on. I do it. Get Did my you ever learn those sequences in karate where it's like a stanza or a dance? <laughs> my dad. <laughs> I can't remember what that was. My dad was big into yeah. karate, taught me a bit. And if you go down to the Warnable Beach, oh, at, if you go to the Warnable Beach at six a.m., <laughs> you'll see my dad on the sand doing those doing those moves. What he still the does karate on the beach? Moves on the beach six a.m. Yeah, you just got to be. I just remember be wary. one started like that or something. <laughs> Ruben's putting his fist up to see. his hand. Yeah, you do a little bow like that. I think. Wait, wait, wait. You do so karate dad... by the water. That's what that yeah. dude, that is clown town. That is sick. <laughs> that like, is... I seen, like that is dope. Oh yeah, okay. Well, no one messed with Ian Dyson. He uh yeah, that's, get at you. That's the problem. That's why he wants to get the bloody horses off the beach. They're ruining his chakra down there. Um, we're doing <laughs> right. it, but hey, let's look. get back to it, boys. Let's <laughs> get back to it. Let's get back serious. Okay, with Peking Duck, right? <laughs> And let's yeah. talk underwear modelling because, you know, you boys, oh. I never thought it w- I'd see the day. You did. You are prone to getting the kid off while on stage, but never did I thought in, in the studio we'd see the bigger Damio Hyde rug in its, oh, in its natural habitat. <laughs> the time had come, I guess. <laughs> we, were co- we were called upon and we did our duty and we've never felt uh, more, uh, I don't know what the word is, I guess. I'll put it this way. We were standing on a set for a... Uh, Many many hours with bread, caressing our our penises. And, well, I was um, gonna say, I mean, because you you'd, there's there's a fine line between just wanting it to look a bit fuller and a full blown semi, you know, and like you, well, it's no, difficult. You so have no choice. <laughs> you bread, they cut wonder why or whatever that sliced bread is without the crust, and give it to you and say, yeah, put it in your jocks. What? Otherwise, it's too graphic. For the families that walk through Maya. <laughs> so that's that's literally what people have to do. You put bread in your p- underpants. That's industry one hundred and one, my guy. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's, apparently, that's what everyone does for underwear modeling. Either that, or we've been had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see what we can get these absolute had. rookies to do when they come on set. <laughs> yeah, no, they're like. Me and me and- do they also use? Does everyone also do barbecue sauce? Like it looks like a bunning snag. Are you sure everyone does this? Dude, me and Ruben were just talking about how we are we are the most sizzlax of the, of the industry these days. Well, that's like you know everything we're doing. Like you know, with the bar, we got the bar in Melbourne and just music. We were just joking about how like everything that's not happening in the world, we're really going for. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, Matt does raise a, raise a good point with the barbecue sauce is when they give you the bread and you put it down, do you put it over the uh, 
the sausage diagonally or do you go horizontally? Um, it's kind of like you cup you cup your uh, from the bottom of your balls up to your the top of your shaft if you can. That's, I don't that's want to see like, any outlines because the outlines yeah. spook the kids. Wow, <laughs> this is honestly this is a huge. People will never, <laughs> never ever look at. <laughs> This again. <laughs> All right, look, look. Well, look. I've I've got to do some modelling soon because we've made the world's first turkin, which is a toupee and a merkin. You can wear it on both top and bottom. So oh. I'm gonna I'm I've, I'll, I might need a little bit of a uh, little bit of bread to bread. kind of fill yeah. out the you bottom. You don't want bit. the content to be too graphic. No, mm. that's it. I do need to consider this is a full family friendly affair. So thank you yeah. very much for that. Hey guys, we know you got to go, but let's. We've got a little game for you, okay? We, we, we understand that you are always down to clown. Always. <laughs> so we thought we'd ask you how well you know your clowns. Yeah, because when okay. you walk in, the, these are the, we've got a little package here of seven people. I would say the mayors of clown town, you know, the founding fathers <laughs> of clown town. We've got seven clowns, pieces of audio. We're going to play them for you. You've got to, got to pick as many as you can get, all right? Okay. And the winner gets a nice, soft bag of Wonder White, all right? <laughs> so here it is. This is the, our clown montage. Here we go. Hi, Hi, so serious. Hi, Georgie. Slow the testing down, please. Oh, it's quick. a toughie. Uh, there was a crusty in there. Crusty, yep. absolutely right. That's one. Ruben, which one? Joker. Joker. Two. Oh. Ruben's again. Adam, can you, got play, anything? can you please play it again? Here Let's we go. One more time. Hi, Hammer. Oh, he comes out. Why so serious? Hi, Slow the testing down, please. Uh, Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald. Yeah. No, yeah. Adam, got that one. <laughs> Two to one. Dude, who is that guy at the end? He goes, Can you slow the testing down, please? <laughs> Come is... on, literally, the mayor of Clown Town. Oh. The, the, the former president of Clown Town. <laughs> Oh, that's Trump. Yes, it is. He's got oh, it. Congratulations. Go. <laughs> Adam just needs one more to take it out, to take it out. So three to one so far. Think about it. Who's who's some big clowns that have been around? Are we thinking a movie clown here? Big movie clown? It's it. Yeah, Pennywise. There that's it. He's go. done it. Anyway, Adam's done it. Adamio taking it out. He's the other one, number two, was Bozo the Clown. And the final one where they cheered, that was the insane clown posse. Who uh, oh, you know? Did Adam just it just then? Did he win? Yeah, yes, he, did. he did. Came from behind for a victory. So he's the mayor of Clown Town. Until Give next, we see you, gentlemen. Clown Thank Town. you so much. Congratulations yeah. once again on the new single with Tommy Trash. A little bit we have been loving it, and we can't wait to uh, see you out and about again. Maybe in those DJ booths when uh, when that gets safe once more. Dude, hopefully, man. We love you guys, and thanks for having us. You should see you soon, guys. Bye. We'll catch you later. <laughs> Ciao for now. Bye. Ciao. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Well, Alex Dice, I'm not happy. Oh, why not? Well, because uh, I thought I was on to... Something great here, you know, with my daughter, Sophia, 18 months old, and uh, she enjoys her singing quite a lot. Ah, uh, getting into that side of things. Yep, we should get yep. her to come sing on the podcast. Well, I mean, you want to hear, hear an exclude. This Ooh. is some of her, this is some of Sophia's 
With apologies to Michelle from Shameless. Yeah. That's See, there pretty we go. damn good. That's going to be a, like a Santa Gold vibe about it. Just a bit of a, you know. I mean, she might need a little bit of the T-Pain, you know, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. tune action. Just yep. to, but she's, she's getting out there, you know. But, you know, 18, month, 18 months old these days, mm. I mean, it's she's already passed it. She's already I know. passed the prime of her, of her musical career. I mean, we're getting younger and younger, you know, back in the day used to be, you know, the big boys, your Mozarts, you know, your Beethovens. 60, 60 years old. They were the hot new thing on the scene, these composers. Then you get, you know, 20th century, your Biebs are coming in, and they're 16, right? Then you got your Rule, who he was on Triple J at 14. Yeah. And now... That's, that's, that's ancient these days because Alex Dyson, would you believe it, <clears throat> a 15-month-old toddler, Luca Yapunki, uh, and now recording artist has recorded an album with the help of her mum and dad, Elizabeth Hart and Ivan Diaz-Math. Um, it's called Sounds of the Unborn, and it was recorded while Luca was in the womb. Oh, my goodness. Negative four months old and already at the top of the charts? <laughs> I just, it makes me so mad to think that Sophia's already passed her prime. Mm. I imagine the video clip for their first song being exactly like Massive Attack's Teardrop in which there's a, a baby floating around and singing in, in, well, the, in the womb there. This is how they did it, all right? They designed a ritual joint meditation, okay, that included all three of them, mum, dad, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they connected sensitive MIDI devices to Mother Elizabeth's pregnant stomach. Yeah. Then from the device, the couple transcribed the vibrations through the synthesizers, making a version of the sounds Luca has made in the womb. Oh, my okay? goodness. Now, they said they're trying to, they, they don't want to intervene. All right. They wanted Luca's message to exist in its rawest form. Sure. All right. Just like and their almonds, I would go to potentially say. <laughs> I reckon <laughs> For these, these two. guys absolutely love an activated <laughs> almond. <laughs> but... The mother, Elizabeth, it only took five hour-long sessions, by the way, Mm. for an album to come out. Mm. Um, uh, Elizabeth is a bass player in psychedelic rock band Psychic Threes and uh, has, you know, posted lots of photos of herself and daughter Luca since her birth. So, look, the the name Sounds of the Unborn. Yeah, Sounds of the Unborn. boring, isn't it? It's all good (laughs) up until that point because, Matt and Alex, we love music. We know this. Uh, we but, love supporting young artists. Exactly. But Sounds of the Unborn, a little bit beige for mine. When, it, when, you're, when you're releasing the world's first album done by a literal unborn child, <laughs> spice it up a little bit, don't you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we thought we'd come up with a few alternatives for the name of Luca Yapunky's debut album. First up, Boom Boom Don't Shake My Womb by the fresh... Fingerprints of Bel Air. It could be Baby's Hot Track by Sir Vixalot. <laughs> um, what about just simply Don't Worry, Be Nappy? <laughs> yep. Uh, how about The Nosebleed C Section? 
Um, what about Metallica's Placenta Sandman? <laughs> Placenta the Sandman. <laughs> I'd have to get someone to come on and do a, a remix. I'd, I'd suggest DJ Snake Feet Fetus. What about Simply the Breast by Teeny Turner? <laughs> all right. All, wait, all, wait, in, no. all in my opinion better. Oh, you got more? Okay. What about one more? What about one more? Uh, sorry, this is bad. This is so bad. Okay. What about um, barely getting out, she barely getting out, she better give birth now by human nature. Is that? Oh, no. Telling everybody, barely, barely getting out, she? No. 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 <laughs> oh, my goodness me. Goodness me, that... That one needed a little bit more gestation before Max should put it out in the world. <laughs> All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Alex Dyson, how do you go with knives? Well, I did. I did tell you how I was in a shop and saw a knife. I'm like, well, it's pretty sharp. I wonder how sharp it is. And then I tested it on my finger and sliced my finger open. Dude, so. Do you know Do you know what I did the other day? No, you haven't done it again. No, 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 no. This is completely, this reminded me. I forgot about this. But Sophia, we're so excited to like go to this playground when we were visiting Brisbane and like there was this playground just down the road from where we were staying. And it was like, oh, she's going to love it. Big fenced off area. She can run around. Mm. It's going to be awesome. And she was really excited to the get there. The idea of freedom <clears throat> with a, a, a fence in the distance. Exactly. Yeah, perfect. She was so excited. She gets in, jumps on the equipment. Very first thing she jumps on, bangs her, <laughs> the front of her mouth, right? Ugh. Like teeth sort of hit her lip, starts bleeding, tears. It's all over. All right. And I was looking at the little sort of dents on her lip and I was thinking, oh, I wonder how she did that. So I started like putting my lip in between my teeth and then I was like, did she bump it from the front or underneath? And so I just hit myself underneath the and bit my lip and it started bleeding. I was like, I've literally just uppercutted myself. You're an idiot. Sitting here trying to, I wonder if it hurt her. Oh, I'm punching myself in my chin. Did it hurt? Anyways, <laughs> so aside from that, you did tell me about the time you cut yourself on the knives. And, and the thing is, I, I, I always want sharp knives, you know, because I'm sick of, of just squashing tomatoes. All yeah, right? well, We've all seen isn't, the ads. isn't the sharp knife safer than a blunt knife because you've got more movement and it goes through where you planned. If a blunt knife will, tuck, will hit it, bounce off and cut your fingers. That's what you think. Mm. Unless the thing it's hitting... The thing it's bouncing off is your fingers, Uh-oh. right? Which is what happened to me yesterday. All right. Why did Sophia hurt herself no, with the just, knife? I was, just the <laughs> I was just cutting, cutting some stuff up, mm. right? And I was really—it's taking me a long time. And I've always—I've really loved soft, like sharp knives, but too lazy to sharpen them. Right? I've got all sorts of sharpeners. I've got the rod yeah. that the chefs use. I've got the little thing, the little valley yeah. that you sling the makes that terrible sound. Yep. I'm so lazy. I never use it. My sh- my knives get so incredibly blunt. Last night I'm chopping, full blown land on my thumb, you and it just bounces it. off. <laughs> and I'm like, I, this has saved my incompetence. Yeah, has just saved my thumb. Yeah, 
Don't you? Host, you host a cooking show. Yes. Yeah. Right. And my sister even bought me a brand new, really fancy knife for Christmas, which I haven't opened because I I've been one a little bit lazy and two, I know that it's too sharp. <laughs> For so the way I'm you're like, currently using knives. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, so I haven't used it. And so essentially my incompetence saved my thumb, which is why I'm asking, when has being a crumb saved your thumb? <laughs> <laughs> when, has, when has just being just <laughs> lazy yeah. saved your hide? If you had been a better person, you would have been yes. worse off. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? But thankfully, I couldn't be bothered upkeeping anything in my house. Um, and <laughs> I therefore now have a thumb to be thankful for. There you go. All right. Well, oh, man, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Nah. I mean, you're probably too good a person. Well, that's, yeah, that's what it goes without saying, doesn't it? Uh, but well, get in I touch, mean, please. Extreme cases, you know, you, you miss your flight and it, you know. Oh, the plane crashes. Yeah, yeah. It crashes or, or skids off the runway or something. There's stories that, isn't there? Exactly. But, you know, but maybe there's something else. Maybe you, you called in sick for work. You, you didn't actually, you know, need to be sick, but then your boss fires everyone that they see on the floor. Oh, well, well the other day <laughs> you sent a message um, and said, sorry, I'm going to be 10 minutes late to work, right? <laughs> and... Then I thought, oh, yeah, I have work today. <laughs> because now I moved closer to work. I got there at the same time you did. So, <laughs> so I didn't have the worry or the stress of work for all day. And I still got there uh, before you. So. <laughs> all right, well, let us know when being just hopeless has, has helped you. Yes, that brings us to the end of another All Day Breakfast. Thank you so much for listening. I uh, really appreciate it. Thanks again to Ruben and Adam from Peking Duck. Absolute legends dropping by. Always appreciate it. And check out their video clip for a little bit. And stay well clear of their photos for Maya. Um, we're going to leave you today with... Especially if you're gluten-free. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to leave you today uh, with... You might have heard a little bit earlier on, uh, Matt O'Kine playing a, a snippet of audio of his wonderful 18-month-old daughter, Sophia, singing... Her vocab's very good for 18 months, isn't it? Very, very good. But um, uh, you did mention that could have done with a little bit of the T-Pain treatment. Well, I'm very happy to report that since uh, recording that little segment, our main man, audio producer Chris, Chris Marsh, has whipped out the T-Pain. Oh! <laughs> brewed us up a nice cup of tea. And um, this is an auto-tuned Sophia to, uh, to finish the podcast today. We'll catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye! <laughs> Still better than Nickelback. <laughs> wow. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.